Hi, this is Jesse Brisnine. I believe that it is possible to live an extraordinary life after loss, and to do that, one must first choose to heal. This podcast is focused on sharing with you inspiring stories, tangible tools, and life strategies to help you heal from your loss. Welcome back, everybody, to another Moving Forward moment, and today we are lucky enough to have Marie here joining us, and Marie has a fitness background, personal trainer. She's done competitions. And she's also in the Army Reserve. So, Marie, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for your service. It's a pleasure to have you here. My pleasure, Jesse. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. So, we, we, we've been talking quite a bit off camera before we even get started. I feel like we're old friends now. But you'll bring everybody up to speed a little bit about what brings you here today. Well, um, as I mentioned to you earlier, uh, when I came into the group, I, I kind of found myself asking the question, Am I, do I really belong to this group? Because I hear, and I saw a lot of people talking about death. They saw, you know, they lost some, a loved one. And I think we, we all have lost a loved one. I think for me, what brought me to this group is um, the loss of um, a relationship. So I'm going through a divorce right now. Mm-hmm. And it has been pretty difficult. But I've the more I read, I feel that I... Any loss is difficult, you know, and um, we all deal with it in a, in a different way. Um, at the beginning, as I told you, it was somebody said to me, oh, you know, getting going through a divorce is, you know, it's like it's like when somebody dies. And mm-hmm. I thought they were crazy. I said, there is no way. There is no way because I felt the loss of someone died before. And fast forward, you know, almost a year later. They're right, you know, they were right because it is very difficult, you know, especially they said, you know, when somebody, when somebody dies, you grieve them, you know, you cry, you, you're sad, you're angry, you're asking these questions, why? But that person is gone. When it comes to divorce, same thing, you're grieving, you're sad, you're angry, you're depressed, you're all these emotions, but that person's still there. Yes. you you get to see them, you know? And so I think that's what's the difference, but um, it's how we deal with it that gets us through it. I'm so grateful, Marie, that you're here and you're talking about this because for a few reasons, number one, an end of a relationship is very similar to a death. There's an end, there's there's a finality with it. And oftentimes what makes a relationship so challenging is because there are, there's always that, I wonder, you know, there's, we, we get these things after loss and a death where there's, there's the what ifs, I should have, I would have, I could have. And the, the permanence of death almost forces some form of acceptance onto us of it. Yes. But with relationship, if we have any of those questions kind of percolating around they could go on indefinitely, you know, it yeah. could go on for five years, 10 years, 20 years, and so on, because especially if the person's a presence in our life, if, if we, I think in that time initially after there's with, with, with one of the things that we may not have to f- wrestle with, with death that we do in, in a relationship is, is that feeling of being alone, mm-hmm. the feeling of, will I ever be enough again? Yes. The feeling of, and that's not to say that people who've lost a longtime spouse, they don't have to fight with being alone, but if they had a loving relationship, they would know they were loved. 
if we end in a relationship, most relationships ends because of an absence of love. And the two biggest universal fears shared from all humankind, all seven point some billion of us are, am I enough and what, am I lovable? Right? Well, yeah. you have a relationship that's usually the most vulnerable place we are in the, am I I'm enough? Am I vulnerable? And all of a sudden it ends not because of the permanence of death, but because of the choice of divorce or separation. Yes. That can bring those things up. And fear is the biggest thing that holds us back from doing so many things in our life. And now we have to confront those fears and live with them and face them. And it is, it can be as derailing as a, a permanent loss of a death. So I really am so grateful for you being here and opening up and sharing it because it's an important thing to talk about. And people who have lost loved ones from death, a lot of them may have still been struggling or have pain going from ending of relationships or people who have had relationships end and have that pain that they haven't healed are maybe wrestling with now the death of a loved one and they haven't been able to articulate some of the emotional pain from the end of a relationship because you know what when you're talking about a relationship and somebody dying our way we've been taught is well we should kind of put this maybe it's not as important it's not deemed as significant Exactly. And what happens is people suffer in silence because nobody's willing to talk about it. So thank you so much for being that person to talk about it. My pleasure. What's, I, I can only imagine there's been a lot of struggles. You and I talked a little bit off camera about, you know, what people advice people were saying, what they were saying, what you were going through. What do you feel has been the biggest struggle for you in, in dealing with your loss? Um, I think it's letting go and accepting accepting it has probably been the hardest. Um, I will tell you, you know, I think at the beginning, just with anything, you find yourself lost. Like what's going to happen? What's my future going to look like? Am I ever going to find love again? Uh, you know, how can I, how can I live without this person? You know, someone that you thought was your, the love of your life, your best friend, your everything. Um, and for many, many months, I mean, it was very difficult. And I just couldn't, I just didn't picture myself getting through it. And not that I'm there already, but it, it's gotten a lot easier because one, I think it comes down to knowing your worth. Like yes. what, what, what do you deserve? Do you deserve to be treated miserably? Do you deserve to not be loved? Um, or do you deserve to be happy and, and have a life full of love in, respected I think it all comes down to respect you know and so um, I think it's for me it was the letting go and realizing who I am and what I'm worth and just because somebody said to me one day just because you are not good enough for him it doesn't mean that you're not going to be good enough for someone else yes and that was probably what I needed to hear because you know I'm not perfect. No one is, but I tried my best. And, um, I think just that comment that that person said to me, I said, you're right. You know, you are right. I, I do deserve to be happy. And, um, if I, if there is love for me somewhere in the future that I, I wouldn't say this five months ago, but that person's going to be very lucky to have me in their life. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, something you said I think is so important about being good enough for somebody else. One of the things I've experienced with, with working with people in this space, 
and people outside of the space in, in, in general is that going back to those two universal fears, right? Am I enough? Will I be, am I lovable? After a loss, whether it's a death, an end of a relationship, we have to confront that. In a lot of ways, sometimes people who have been in a long-term relationship, they've been with the same person 30, 40 years, love of their life. So, you know, part of their decision-making processes is I'll never love again. I'll never be with somebody again. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, right? Yes. Compounds the pain when we start to add in I never. Because we're, we're basically saying, okay, here's this thing I love that brought me so much joy and fulfillment in my life. And now it's done. I'm never going to allow myself to have it again, even though I could be living 20, 30, 40 more years. But I'm going to say I never. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a fitness background, so you can appreciate when, you know, a client would come in and say they wanted to lose weight. And if you were to tell them, oh, you can never have ice cream again, and they love ice cream. (laughs) See, I'm going to go find the trainer that's going to let me have ice cream at some point. Exactly. And so I think what's really crucial with this, and I want to make sure that we emphasize this point here, is we can all be enough for someone else. But what's so important after a loss or while you're going through a loss, is to first be enough for yourself. Be enough for yourself. And then when you allow yourself to be enough for yourself, you can find a space to share and be enough for someone else, whether it's romantically, whether it's just as friends, whether it's as colleagues, whatever it is. And you can still have emotional experiences you had before, love, joy, happiness. It doesn't mean that you're ever going to replicate the relationship that you had before. Yes. You're never going to run a re- replicate the relationship. You're never going to have replicate, replicate the relationship you had with your ex, nor should you because that relationship was special and unique of itself. Yes. Whether it was a, a one month relationship, whether it was a 13 year relationship, whether it was a 38 year relationship, but what you still can have. And I talk about this too is, is, Loss, when we lose someone, it's not the end of the story. It's not the end of your story. It's the start of a new chapter. It's yes. the end of one chapter, but it's a start. It can be the start of a new one. And the new one shouldn't be trying to repeat the old one because when we do, we're always doing this comparison. Well, he would have done this. She would have done that. When we allow ourselves first to be enough for ourselves, we can say, okay, I am going on this new chapter and I still want to experience love, joy, happiness, and fulfillment in my life. And it doesn't mean I'm replacing them. It doesn't mean I'm making them less significant in how they were in your life. Your, your ex is going to always and forever be one of the most significant people in your life. Yes. Right. It doesn't mean that they have to be the role and wear the same hat they always wore before in your life, Mm -hmm. but you'll still have that significance. And what a beautiful gift they can give you is the gift of introspection where you look inside of yourself and say, what's, what's most important for Marie right now? What does she want? What makes me enough for me so then I can be enough for someone else? Yes, exactly. And, and you're absolutely right because I think um, we find ourselves asking that question, like, what could I have done differently? Yeah. What should I have, you know, done clean the house more? Should I, all these yeah. things that you, you think about and, and you're like, you know what? When somebody else is not happy, you cannot change who they are. Only they can change themselves. Yes. And that's where I've, I found myself like, you know what? Now it's time to take care of Marie and obviously my children because my children mean the world to me. Yes. But it's time to take care of Marie. But even then, if Marie is not happy, then nothing, nothing that's in front of her is going to look good 
in, in my eyes, I'm not going to be able to look at that and be like, oh, this is this, I'm happy with this. No, I have to be truly happy with myself. And, and, and like you said, it's not so much about, it, it is happiness, but it's enough in, in your worth. And I think I will tell you, um, I think I had, I didn't realize who I was. I didn't realize my worth. Um, you know, because I think it, it, it really affected me. I didn't think that I was good enough, you know, mm -hmm. and the, the hardest part is when you are, when they leave you for someone else, it's like, what does she have that <laughs> I don't have? Yep. You know? And so, and at that moment I said, you know what? I am me. I am unique. I am beautiful. I am strong. And comes down to if I wasn't good enough for him, I will one day be good enough for someone else. And you so said something else, Marina, that's such an important piece I want to circle back around to. You have two kids, three kids? I have two, an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old. 11-year-old and a 12-year-old. So many people face loss, whether it's the end of a relationship, the death of a loved one, and they have children. Your children's ability to cope is going to largely be influenced on how well you take care of you. Yes. They see mom and dad struggling. It's going to make it harder for them. They may, not, they may put on a tough upper lip to try to be the strong one for you, which is why it's so important to take care of yourself and nurture yourself during this time to figure mm -hmm. out what it is that makes you enough for you to figure out what you need to do to love yourself. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring the pain, you're mourning the loss as everybody should. But remember that there's life that's going on around you and there's life that's still looking up to you and it is this massive sponge that's gonna soak everything in. And so if they learn at the time of adversity that the thing you have to do is just decide, okay, there's no more, I'll never be happy, I'll never be this again. Think of the message that they're gonna take in the, into life going forward. But if they can look at you and see you finding and making a decision saying, okay, you know, I'm in this horrible place and it hurts like hell right now, but I'm committed to being enough for me. I'm committed to loving myself enough. I'm committed to loving the person before me enough, the relationship, the person who I lost, to really take the best of that mm -hmm. and figure out what do I want more of going forward. And seeing and, and, and allowing that be a beacon of light. You know, it's kind of the breadcrumbs of Hansel and Gretel for them to follow later on but have it fall to a place where it can be really utopian for them in the future in the sense of it can be lead to more fulfilling relationships with them, better ability to cope and manage, manage challenges in life because you're always going to be their first example. Yes. And it's wonderful to hear that you have kids at such an impressionable time that they can see their mom being strong and committed to being enough for herself going forward because it's going to be a wonderful example for them too. Yes. And, and that's one of the things too, though, because I, I have my son's 11, my daughter is 12. Mm -hmm. And I think for me is teaching them, you know, that nothing could, anything that you go through in life, you're going to be okay. It, you're you're going to be fine. And one of the things that I was thinking so that I don't forget is I think what's really important when it comes down to uh, a loss of a relationship um, is forgiveness. Yes. Because I think for a while, you know, I, I was put through a lot with my ex, you know, m many, many affairs that I found out about and, it, and it's, and it's wrong. And I was so hurt and I, I carried 
I didn't allow, this is one thing though, I didn't allow hatred to enter my heart because I felt that if I allowed hatred to enter my heart, he was not doomed, I was doomed. Yes. Because it was the hatred in my heart. And I think um, as soon as this happened, I said, I need to be able to fully, fully say, I forgive you so that I could be happy with me and I can move on with my life. Because if you, if you don't forgive, your life's going to be miserable. Yep. And, and I think for me, it was, I, I do, you know, um, we all make mistakes. We all go through life doing things that we shouldn't do. And that's what I teach my kids. I said, look, you have a path. We're all given this path is you either choose to go on the right path or deviate and go to the left or to the right. It's your choice, but you cannot blame anyone for that choice that you make. Yes. You know, so there's where I bring the choice and the forgiveness. But I think for me, the heart, it wasn't hard, but it was like, I have to be able to forgive him so that I can move on and and be the person that I was meant to be. Yes. I love that you said that forgiveness is always a choice. And if we don't forgive, it's kind of like voluntarily saying, okay, I'm going to carry around this steaming pile of dog shit with me for the rest of my life. And every day I'm going to spoon a little bit, sniff it and eat it. Yes. What you're doing is you're ingesting that nastiness into your life by choice every single day when you don't have to. You can, you can scoop it up. You know, it might smell, it might bite a little bit at first, but you can throw it away and move on and leave it behind. I'm so glad you said that. I've often found, Marie, that for people when they're going through, you know, the roller coaster of emotions after loss, and especially when they're on the down part, there's a moment of decision for them when they decide, you know what. I have to make a change here. Something has to be different. Did you have that moment? And if you did, what was that moment for you? I did. I think I actually had that moment uh, back in February. And I'll tell you. So I went to this program um, that is offered through the, um, the, it's not the military, but it's a faith-based, uh, mm-hmm. I, it was a weekend program. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Please. Okay. Um, it's called Mighty Oaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will tell you, going through this program really changed my life because not only it's, it's a veteran-based program. Um, I went there because I wanted to learn about PTSD. So one of the reasons mm-hmm. uh, my ex left was because he said he was dealing with PTSD. And I wanted to understand it. I wanted to know what it was like. Like, what can I do to help him? I wanted to fix this relationship. I wanted to give it one last chance. So I showed up to this program. And I remember sitting there, and her name is Kathy. Uh, She stood up there and she said, ladies, I know that you're here because you want to learn how to fix your husband. You want to learn about PTSD. You want to learn what you could do. You're not here for that. You are here for you. And I think at that moment is where I went there, and you know how you said the roller coaster? Yep. I think the roller coaster took me deep down and I was, I didn't think I could get out of there. But when she said that, it was like something just, a light turned on inside me. Uh, And she was right because I wasn't there for him. I was there for myself. That's awesome. I think I drove out of there. It was in this beautiful ranch, by the way. It's beautiful. I drove out of there and it was the old Marie, she stayed out there somewhere. You That's know? awesome. 
And so when I, when, like I said, when I came back up is like that roller coaster, I I'm still like high up there. I, I hope, and I pray that I never have to come back down. Um, because being down there is very, very, very hard. And I do not wish that upon anyone. And I, I hope that if anybody is down there, you know, to find help, you know, reach out to someone because yes it's really hard and and we do i think sometimes people say well i will tell you i was really embarrassed when this happened because how can i tell people that my husband left me you know how can i uh even with my family you know divorce was not like it's not part of who we are and i was embarrassed i was like how can i tell them this how can i say oh i'm going i'm going to go through a divorce but then I realized, you know what? It happens and life happens and it's an experience and it teaches you to once again, what path are you going to take? Yeah. And so. I can tell how profound that was just by watching your face and you seeing it light up. I, I've actually heard of the Mighty Oaks program before. I had a client who had gone through it and I've heard very, very positive things about it. So it's, it's refreshing to be reminded of of just how wonderful a program that is. And yes, it's, I love you said too. It was like you got there and then there's something clicks, the light bulb goes off and then you drove away, but the old Marie stayed back there. And I think it's really important too, is it's, it's, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have highs and lows still going forward. But what it means is, is that that decision, it was like you were walking one path, you got to the crossroads and you said, okay, no more on this side. I'm going this way. And then that Marie who was walking before, she stayed back there. The new Marie, going back to this new chapter, this new beginning, this new path forward, she's going to go through ups and downs like all of us are. Yes. She's going to have her highs and lows, but she's never going to go as low as old Marie did. Oh, no. It was a commitment you made, a decision you made. I, I absolutely love that. Do you feel, do you feel, Marie, that there's been, if, if, if there's one thing that you could say has been the most helpful for you on, on this journey? What is, what's been that one thing? It's two, my two. son and my daughter. That's awesome. They, they are, uh, they are the ones that have, um, it's funny though, because you're like, how can you depend on your children to get you through this? Um, it's not that I depend on them is that like you said earlier, you, they want, they need to see how strong you are. Yes. Because if they don't see that you're strong, then they're going to feel like they're going to feel like they need to take care of mom. And my children should not have to take care of me. I should be the one taking care of them. I tell them when I'm old and wrinkly, you're going to have to take care of me. But, you know, it's just one of those things where they have, they have been my strength because uh, I want them to know that everything's going to be okay. And, they, and it will. And for, you know, people would say, you know, it's, the kids are going to be okay. And at first I was like, how can they be okay? You know, when the kids are asking questions like, um, why did he have to leave or, or what happened? And obviously a lot, a lot of the times you don't want to tell the kids exactly what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. but, um, but I wanted, I want them to know that, that whatever it is, like I said earlier, whatever it is that you're going through in life, you're going to get through it. It's going to be hard. Oh my gosh. It, it is going to be difficult and it is difficult, but you will survive, you know, in, they they have been what have gotten me through this um and i'm you know if it wasn't for my children i probably wouldn't have taken the path that i've taken i probably be miserable you know and wondering mm -hmm. you know what my life is going to be like but i think with 
my children, um, my future is, I see a bright future, you know? And awesome. So. so important for people to find that resource out there. And if you, because there's always a resource and we have to decide. I was listening to a guy, Eric Thomas earlier today, who I've, I've followed for several years now. And one of his, his trademark expressions is you have to, when you want to succeed as badly as you want to breathe. And he uses that as an example because he was saying, you know, the thing is, is we all say we want this, we want that. But if you go a few minutes without air, all of a sudden it puts life into perspective. It puts in the context. And some of us, we, we, we forget that there's going to be things out there that are more, that have a pull over us more than the pain does, more than the, the, the emotion of loss. And if we put ourselves, if we make it a point to seek out that one thing that is greater than that, greater than that pain, and we focus on it, it can be such a amazing lifeline. It can be, and it can be a, a, a bright light that shines in a very dark place. And if you follow that light, it will lead you out of it. So I am so glad you said that. Just to wrap up, Marie, because I want to be respectful of your time here. If you could give one piece of advice to everybody listening and watching about how to, you know, move forward, how to heal, what would that one piece of advice be? You know, it's funny that you say that because I remember at the beginning people were telling me, you will get through this, this too shall pass. And when they would say that, I know it sounds bad, I wanted to slap them. I was like, how do you, how can you say this too shall pass? But you know what? They were right. In, in, if, if, if anybody is going through this, whether, you know, it's a loss of death or a, a relationship, you will, you will, it, it, it will take some time, but you will get through it. And you said earlier, you know, I, I'm, I'm not 100% there and I don't think I'll ever be 100%, but, but just think about it. Like life doesn't end just because a relationship ended. There is, there is life before after this, you know, and even in death, there is life after that. You're going to grieve and you're going to, you're going to go through your ups and downs. And, he, and right now, obviously with me and my situation, it's a relationship and um, just stay strong. You yeah. know, uh, don't give up. Uh, don't give up hope. If you feel like I felt in regards to, I'm, I'm not going to get through this. I'm going to, you know, um, I can't do it. Yes, you can it's very possible. And, you know, it might take longer than, you know, a year or two years or a couple of months. It, like I said, back in February, I was like, there's no way I can't get through this. And people are like, you're going to be fine. No, I can't. I kept doubting myself. And the, where I'm at right now, I feel good and I'm happy. So reach out to someone, you know, uh, and I think what has helped me as well is uh, finding that support. You know, I have uh, found amazing people that I never even thought that they cared about me that much. Hmm. Uh, and I think sometimes we distance ourselves from those that love us. Uh, and so just reach out to people. It, it really helps to talk about it. Um, don't, don't hold things in. Um, you know, and I think the most important is love yourself. Yes. Find your worth. And we are all worth a lot, you know, in, in just finding who you are and, and stay strong. Um, and it all just comes down to that. You know, be happy. Uh, yes. We all be grateful every morning that you wake up. And yes. just, just take it one day at a time. 
because I think we we overthink. Uh, we're like, okay, well, what am I? What's my future gonna be? Don't don't think about that right now. Just take it one day at a time, and just know that you are loved, and know that there is if there is someone that there will be someone out there for you, you know. And so that's all. That's the advice that I could give people. Just don't give up, and don't give up hope, and um, and just find that that joy. And I know that there's sometimes for me, it was, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, who was I? And where I'm at right now is like, oh, that's who I am. I'm this happy person. And uh, I, I love life, you know? And so um, just give it all you got. Don't give up and um, reach out to people. Yeah. Something I, I love about what you said there and just in observing and listening to you now I think almost all of us, whether it's the end of a relationship, the death of a loved one, we will get the advice. It takes time. This too shall pass. You'll get through this. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they take that literally and they think, okay, well, I just got to wait it out. And they're not proactive about it. They don't do, they're not doing things to deliberately work through it or help it pass. And so then time goes on and it gets compiled, right? And what I'm hearing from you is, is the reason it's been you've been able to move through it and do what you've done is you've been so proactive about working through it the process of it to allowing it to pass you've been you haven't been doesn't mean you haven't sat there and had days where you don't want to get out of bed and you got snot caked up to your eyes because of (laughs) tears and you can't go anywhere because your eyes are so puffed up or hiding in the bathroom because you don't want your kids to hear you cry yeah exactly oh yeah yeah. (laughs) how creative we get with trying to muffle acoustics and stuff with that yes but you know you've been proactive about it and that's such a that's such an awesome thing and Maria I'm so grateful that you've you've taken the time to be here to say to share your your absolutely awesome I love your spirit I love your message and I'm really grateful that we were able to get this to work and and thank you you're I'm looking forward to extraordinary things and lots of love happiness and joy for you going forward thank you so much for having me Jesse you bet we'll see you soon bye oh real quick before we say goodbye to everyone if this has been helpful for you, please leave a comment. Also, if you'd like to be, if you have a story you'd like to share for future episodes of Moving Forward Moments, please leave a comment. Let me know. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. You've been listening to Healing from Loss, the podcast. If you found value in this, please subscribe, rate, and review it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to leave a comment and share this with someone who can benefit from it. Until next time, Carpe diem, live this moment in honor of your loved ones.